What's up, everybody? We are here right now with a incredible singer-songwriter. I've been listening to her for the past week since I knew she was coming on the show and just really uh, digging some of her songs. And we are so proud to welcome singer-songwriter, uh, country music, outlaw country. She, I, I, I've heard a few different really cool sounds that I believe you fit in, uh, which I think is amazing. Uh, welcome to the show, Miss Allie Colleen. Hello, honored to be here, man. How you doing? Oh, so excited to have you. Um, you know, before we went live, uh, me and you were talking about some of our connections with, uh, you know, uh, Beverly and uh, your, your PR uh, extraordinaire. And uh, Kaylin, who has played drums with you, Kaylin Berry. And yes. so it's just, it's crazy. But, you know, being like in a, the Nashville community is, is so small anyway. Like everybody really knows is. there's connections. Don't yeah. they call it, they call it something. I've, I've heard some of my buddies. That, Every, it's the biggest small town. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes, I know. I'll hear that at least twice tonight when I go out. I can promise you that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, uh, let's just get into it. I as I was preparing for this uh, interview, I was looking at some other um, stuff on the web as far as the PBR Bull Riding Invitational. You just sang the national anthem a few days ago. I watched it, and you killed it. I threw up afterwards. What? Yeah, I did. Because of the nerves? It's the scariest song on the planet. So, like, I still get, like, jittery excited for a lot of shows. I really do. I'm, I'm very excited to perform. I love doing that. But the anthem, mm. the anthem is the scariest song on the planet. I mean, most most songs, like, from their highest to lowest point might jump, like, seven, might jump, like, nine, mm. you know, like, key ranges, whatever. The anthem is 14. So you can either start it too low or too high. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got to <laughs> so start on that. I also, I absolutely botched it in high school. I ruined the mm. anthem at my own senior night in high school. And ever since then, man, it has been the scariest thing on the planet. But one, it is a huge honor. And two, I am a yes. massive PBR fan. So, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. honored to do it. Yeah. Um, did, did, in high school, did you botch the, uh, the notes or the lyrics? I botched free. <laughs> free just tanked, man. Free just absolutely tanked. Uh. <laughs> And you're, you know, they still talk about that in Oklahoma. You botching that night. Ah, it's a bit bad. Um, <laughs> I haven't gone back. So I don't even know. Uh, let's see. Um, so, Belmont graduate, singer songwriter. What degree? What did you go to? What did you study at Belmont? Allie? I got a degree in songwriting. Whatever that means. It was awesome. Oh, no, really? Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. really cool. Um, did, so did they just kind of lead you in how to craft songs and yeah, uh, so the, so Belmont university here in Nashville is incredibly known for its music business degrees. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's essentially that program with writing classes, um, involved that are exclusive just for songwriting majors. And it really, really focuses on commercial songwriting. You know what I mean? They're not going to mm, teach you mm -hmm. how to write a song because you have to be accepted into it. You know, you kind of have right. to know 
that anyway. But it does teach you commercial songwriting and teaches you a lot of the business behind that as well as far as like how to register your songs appropriately and how to split your royalties appropriately and what to expect in the music business of songwriting. And then also there are writing classes, which were incredibly fun and creative and challenging. Mm. So that was all awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, I'm always intrigued by, uh, students that go there and, um, and the degrees they get. I'm always interested in how, what they, how they implement them into their, into their life after that and i'm sure a lot of people do i mean you did you're yeah you're still writing and no one has ever asked me for that piece of paper when i walk into a co-write you know what i mean yeah like, don't get yeah wrong. but That's... with that said i promised my parents i would get a degree so <laughs> four years of songwriting easy peasy oh yeah yeah well there you go and uh it's it's paying off because that brings me to this i saw that uh of course you had you have two uh pretty big songs that you see honest man came out earlier this year and then tattoos i love tattoos thank you so what now were those both co-writes yeah so um honest man uh was a co-write between three really good friends of mine um and myself so it was four writers on that and then um there were three writers on tattoos as well Mm. um and uh I, there, I haven't done too many projects with the writers of Honest Man, and we're incredibly happy with it. But with that said, um, Delia and Sarah that are on Tattoos were also on a lot of, of, of our stuff that was on the original album that came out in 21. So okay. I love my songwriting group. They're just really, really talented individuals. Is, are they your go-to? Like, is that how that uh, a lot of people work that way? They'll, they'll go to have their group that they... It's always different. I think it... I think you know, it really depends on what you want to get out of the write that day. You know, I've got, I've got go-to writers that I go to if we're writing for somebody else, you know, so writers that are really plugged in that are really, mm-hmm. really um, well-versed in writing more commercial music and also something that's going to be pitched, you know, either for sync or for another artist. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to me and I've got something to say and I need people that I trust to help me say it the way I would say it, I go to Eric Dodd and Stephen Hundley every time. And those are the writers of Halos and Horns. Um, and, Eric and Dodd. Other- songs as well uh-huh is that uh is he he's an eric, artist as well that's the eric dot i'm thinking of i do believe from yeah uh, he uh, eric's, got, eric's got a lot of stuff out but he's from georgia oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he mm-hmm. hosts a lot of rounds there um yes in, in a coey in the coney area of um yeah a coney coney county mm-hmm. that's yeah that's where i've yep. uh that's how i know who he is that's so crazy yeah ah um and didn't you uh do some stuff with uh jared neiman Yes. So yeah, Lee yeah. Rice and Jared Neiman have been the producers of Halos and Horns and Feels Like and a, a song that we've got coming out in 2024 with Lee that we're incredibly excited about. Oh, sweet. Um, but I met Lee um, through his wife, who I'm a writer with, and we've, we've written some stuff together. And his wife, Sarah, is the writer on Tattoos. Oh, nice. Um, and so it just it's incredibly cool. I have gotten as far as I have gotten, man, because I am the worst in the room. Okay, everybody no. around literally so <laughs> talented. I think that's the way to do it, man. One, all you get to do is learn. And then right. two, sometimes you get to really impress somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, do, you, do, you, uh, do you, how, you know, getting into the, the songwriting part, do you ever go into it or your group uh, wanting to kind of tailor a certain song for a certain artist to get pitched to? Or is that, or is that even a, a, yeah, a in the thought absolutely. process? 
Okay. Absolutely. I uh, I haven't had too much success pitching songs to other artists just because I'm an independent writer. Right. Mm-hmm. So unless I'm writing with somebody who is signed, who's going to have, you know, uh, someone out there. Um, but there was a time in my personal life when I tried really hard to make personal connections with artists for that reason. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a lot of songs that I really wanted to get to like Cody Johnson and Randall King and Ashley McBride. Mm-hmm. And so I found ways to just find them personally and just really kind of pitch those ideas to them. Nothing ever, you know, took off or anything. But um, writing for other artists is totally different than writing for yourself. Mm-hmm. And they're equally as cool. Equally yeah, as cool. Yeah, I, I bet. That's uh, <laughs> And I don't, I don't have anyone out there writing for me yet, but I imagine that that would be incredibly flattering too, you know, to have another I'm artist. Sure. Not only a songwriter, but another artist be like, I spent literally nine hours thinking about how you would say this. Did I get close? <laughs> I think that's so cool. No, it'd be, yes, it'd be incredible. It's uh, yeah. uh, one time, and I was I was with a buddy of mine uh, in Nashville. We were riding, I think we were in uh, Brentwood. Yeah. I think Brentwood. And um, anyway, he's uh he's in the industry, and uh, he was just telling me, you know, I was always, you know, anytime I'm around someone that. I can pick their brain apart. I do. I just soak it up like a sponge. And we were just driving down the road. And he goes, uh, well, here's here's a, a, a neat thing that you should, uh, that's kind of like a running joke around here. He said, you know, we'll be driving down the road and, uh, you know, family or guests come in. And I'll, I'll be like, you know, that's uh, where so-and-so lives, you know, and it's a beautiful place. And, he, and then <laughs> we ride down about a couple miles more. And he goes, now that place right there, that's about two times as big as the artist that i just showed you that's the songwriter for that artist <laughs> isn't that awesome yes yes it's awesome i, I love that it's uh I, I i i'm i love the art of songwriting and how hits come together and like a the especially if it's something that means something to something so personal to the actual writer like i'm sure you experience that yeah. a lot too you know it's just a is is it therapeutic like everybody always it's says incredibly cool and it also you know I, I find that a lot of people myself included like it's not that awesome to just sit and talk about yourself you know what i mean one it can be incredibly mm-hmm. vulnerable but two it's not always well received you know there's a lot right. of times that people like are i feel like culturally we don't really know how to listen anymore so uh-huh. getting to getting to narrow your point down and something you really really care about and something that you've invested your time and your life into three minutes that sounds cool that someone else is not only going to listen to but also put themselves in that song and tell you how it relates to them. I think there's a lot of really amazing conversations that can be started that way that yes. aren't always so received when they're started, you know, face to face. So oh. that's something I really love about songwriting and something that I love about like the country music genre itself, because if you're in country music, I really like to think that you have something to say, yeah. you know, and that, and that it's going to be a part of a bigger conversation and something that people can not only relate to, but even challenge and, and, and do that kind of thing with. So, right. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of the narratives that this town is mm. choosing to, to, to put out right now. I think it's very cool. Um, that I love how you just, what you just said and to know that you believe that as well. Um, a lot of the guests that we had back from 2018 to 2020, when the, the show was going full, full time, um, I would always ask like Billy Dean, uh, he said, he gave a really amazing answer. So did Henry Paul from Blackhawk. And I said, what do you think um, made the 90s songs stand out and still, and why is it such a draw today? You know, I feel like you know, right. there's such a resurgence. And they each, both of them said it was the song. 
Oh, yeah. 90s country music had something to say, you know, yeah. and you can go back and you can look at the veins and the ways that they said it, too. But I think one of the most iconic ones for me that stands out, there's two. You can talk about Goodbye Earl all day long and how right. it's a little, little yep. fun, little like, it's ah, a, get those black mm-hmm. eyed peas, baby, do your thing. But that's, we're talking about domestic shoot. violence here. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. how prevalent it was. It's a, talk about strawberry wine and women's sexuality, like all of those kind of things. And they had right. to choose, you know, a way to talk about it. But mm-hmm. still... It was being talked about. And yeah. again, in conversations that you would not have had face-to-face no. back then, especially commercially. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and don't take the girl. All of those things. Oh, like man. really incredible narratives that like, again, it would have made anyone uncomfortable to just talk about, right. but not to sing about. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, what, what a perspective. I've, I've never even thought about it. Uh, Allie, I'm like trying to turn some of these lights down because I'm, <laughs> I know, like I, for those of you watching right now, and this is, um, this is the first time I've actually used this program, StreamYard, and um, the lighting on my on my beauty is just not what it needs to be. <laughs> I need to take a uh, tutorial that you uh, that you put out on the old YouTube. <laughs> Streamyard yeah. is cool, and I do. It is kind of overwhelming. I feel like sometimes the settings that are on these platforms. You oh know yeah. What I mean? And when you yes. don't have them, you're like, man, if they would just make a button that did this, and they do, and we're like, I don't yes. know how to use that button. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that, and that's the crazy thing about a, a lot of these guests are coming back because uh, you know we ended it in 2020, yeah. so it's been three to four years, and it was all audio when we did the show the first time. It was two years of just I'm straight up. I'm pod- always asking Bev. I'm like, listen, I know that this is a, a Zoom interview. Are we? Is the camera on or not? <laughs> you gotta yeah. let me know. You gotta let me know. That's so funny. I, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's changed a lot, podcast world. Um, well, let me keep going because I, I've got so many cool things that uh, to talk about. Um, oh, holy night! It's yeah. coming out. You recorded uh, one of the. Well, it's my favorite Christmas song, or uh, yeah, I call it a Christmas song. You know, you know, yeah. it's it's. Whew. Mm. I uh, so I it never really crossed my mind to put out a Christmas song because, um, like you said, there's there's a lot of a lot of things that people that Ali Colleen has been you know kind of partnered and paired with, mm. and Outlaw Country is one of them, and I'm so stoked about it and so excited mm-hmm. and all I've ever wanted to be is an outlaw, oh, and man. so I didn't really know how to represent a Christmas song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know how to do a Christmas song differently than it's been done before because I tend to stick to the classics when I like yeah. when I stream Christmas music at my house. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't think it's worth like the money and the investment yet, whatever. Right. Um, but I was approached by another artist to do this Christmas song. Um, his name is Jay Allen. Incredibly talented, incredibly kind. Um, and we're on the same agency together. And so my favorite thing about Oh Holy Night so far has been the pitch to get me on it which oh. um, was something similar to, um, I have an artist named Jay Allen and he's looking for someone a little spooky to sing a Christmas song with. <laughs> and I said, that's me, man, that's me. <laughs> and so we hit the studio to try and kind of make kind of a haunting, we, we really referenced like Civil Wars kind of vibe oh, um, yeah. to do a Christmas song. So yeah. we, it ended up being prettier than we wanted, which isn't a problem. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Of course it is. It's a Christmas song, but it's beautiful. And so I'm just lucky to, to co-collab with Jay Allen on this one. Um, and he's the, he's the brain behind it all. But Oh, it's that's gorgeous. cool. I'm going to look him up. That's Jay Allen. Okay. <laughs> Jay Allen. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Um, speaking of the, uh, it's 
the outlaw, the and I, I mean, I the other night up here, well, I live near a place called Hiawassee. You ever heard of Hiawassee, Georgia? I haven't. Okay, well, there's the it's the Georgia Mountain Fairgrounds, and it's called Anderson Music Hall, and it's a uh, it's a, about twenty nine hundred seat uh, venue for its country music, and it's uh, I been have there heard since... of it. Music Hall. I have yeah. heard, I am I have heard of the venue. I'm not familiar by any means. Oh, but sweet! Yeah. When, when, when it's been talked about places to hit in Georgia, mm-hmm. Anderson Hall has been. There. You will love it. It is, um, it's, it's hard to describe the, the sound, it, whoever it is, you know, um, it's so amazing. And Ashley McBride was here last weekend and, uh, she's the coolest thing. Oh my gosh. I, she, I don't even know. The how coolest to, thing that we have. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to put it into words. My mom told me, uh, told me, uh, two days ago, she goes, uh, you know, Britt, I think Ashley McBride might be my favorite country artist right now. She just seems like she's the real deal. Do you know the collaboration that the world needs? What? You and <laughs> Ashley? Well, that's the collaboration <laughs> I need. That's the collaboration <laughs> I need. <laughs> and, like, I need it, I need it to a, a, a holy level. Like but, no, Amy Lee from Evanescence. Oh, we yeah. need Evanescence and Ashley McBride to do a song together. Oh, my goodness. Are you joking? I think about it every day. Where, where, where did you even get that idea? Uh, so, I'm a hu- so I've am I've wanted to be Amy Lee since I was a kid. No. And then I wanted to be Ashley McBride since I was a kid. Well, I wanted to be Jody Messina, but then I found a pissed off version of Jody Messina, which was Ashley McBride. And I said, that's actually what I want to be. <laughs> that's it. And uh, ever since Voodoo Doll came out yeah and then the acoustic youtube version of rattlesnake creature ever since both of those came out i was like throw amy lee on this and i could die i have Mm. i have seen all there is to be seen i don't need anything else i can receive all the nourishments i need for the rest of my life from that moment right there oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, that's so crazy that you just that's it the it would look oh it would look it would sound it would it would taste good it'd be great Oh yeah, it would it would be a full it be a full course meal. Yes. Yeah. We and need it. Some. We need it. Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, who who are your what what got you into songwriting or I mean like who's your like influences? Or, I mean, so Jody, you I mean, love Ashley. Jody Messina, and I think I'll put I'll put Jamie O'Neill right there with Jody Messina because oh. um, my mama listened to both of them so much, and then so and you put women like. Um, and then as far as like being it, so like that was kind of my mama's influence was, was those two. And then dad was mm. always a Keith Whitley and Randy Travis guy, um, and listened to a lot of Annie Lennox as well. And so kind of got that cool mm. little mm-hmm. kind of soulful thing going on. And then women that I found myself that I just loved more than anything that were kind of coming out at the time that I was a kid with, I mean, Kelly Clarkson was just hitting mm. it, you know, oh. for me and she, got to hear. She still um, is. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Still is. Absolutely. <laughs> murdering it but i just mean uh, being 14 and that mm-hmm. album coming out where she was only you know whatever age and that her and christina aguilera oh, were probably the two that i shaped my vocal around the most as a kid really and then uh, my oldest sister brought an evanescence to the house one day and i lost my mind um and then just continued stuff like that like Haley williams vocal from paramore is absolutely oh, paramore. incredible and astounding and i'm a huge miley cyrus fan me um, too Obviously got to grow up being a Hannah Montana, mm. Miley Cyrus fan kind of thing and just getting to see her grow into what she grew into. Just incredible. Oh. So I tend to I tend to to fall in love with powerhouse women. I think it's the coolest thing on the planet, like the vocals that they have. Yes. Um, 
obviously grew up a huge Trisha fan for all the reasons. Mm -hmm. And just those women that can just sing anything, but they sing it like them. You know, that I don't oh, think yeah. any of those women have ever tried to emulate anyone else. And I think yeah. that's the coolest thing on the planet. Yep. Um, have you heard, it just came out, I think last Friday, uh, Trisha and Winona's uh, duet of Cry Myself yeah. to Sleep. I have. Mm. Just, uh, just breathtaking, honestly. Yeah. I just have to, little glory, glory, glory. So good. Um, so Jamie O'Neill. That's I mean, when you said that, I, I love that you're bringing up names that you know that people might, uh, you know. It was it was incredible. Actually, I got to go to Denmark last year on this 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 little show that Nashville has kind of put on and partnered with Denmark called Nashville Nights. And one night was a featured women of country night where all of the women who went over there got to use a house band in Denmark and rock this show, right? Oh. And I was one of those women, and so was Jamie O'Neill. And oh. I lost my mind. I absolutely lost my mind. Um, and getting to just That's hear her. Cool. She's saying there is no Arizona, and mm. I bawled the whole time. It was incredible. Mm. Did it was she, incredible. she sing the uh, song she wrote for Martina? Which one is that? Um, she did She's Somebody's Hero. Uh, well, that one, but... Oh. She did that one. She did There Is No Arizona. Oh, and you know she the did, one I'm I don't think she did when I think about angels, but I begged uh, her to. <laughs> I begged her to. I uh, I did a show with Jamie up here, in Blue Ridge. She's incredibly kind. A little uh, spunky. I like it. When um she it was at a it was a house show. This uh guy had started booking some artists to do these big uh like multi million dollar homes like cabins on the river, and um. And so he started bringing in these artists, and I got to uh, hang out and open up for some of them. Well, I I was done, and Jamie had sang probably an hour and a half. Uh, it was just her and her husband, and the acoustic it was beautiful. And then um, at the end, she's like, hey, Britt, you want to come up here and uh, sing Will the Circle Be Unbroken with me? Oh. I mean, what am I going to say in front? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're I, not going to say no. I can tell you that right <laughs> you now. Know. So that was, that was fun. That, That's it's just, amazing. Yeah, it is cool. And That's she's, amazing. She's she's cool. She's a cool, cool uh, female artist, no doubt. What sold me on Jamie was the Mark Wills duet. That I'm not going to do anything without you. What duet? You remember that one? Oh, was that Her a... and Mark Wills. It was on the Shiver album that like everything else was on. And it was I'm not going to do anything without you. And it was funny because she, on her album, obviously she sings first. Yeah. And then on Mark's album, Mark sings first. And mm. um, both of them are incredible, but I used to sing that song to my horse almost every single night for no reason. I don't no know way. if you liked it, but I liked it. And so getting to meet, <laughs> getting to meet Jamie, I was like, I can't wait to tell you that I used to sing your song to my horse. Yeah. And I don't think she knew how to respond to it, but she's like, <laughs> thank you, I think. I said, no, well, it should be thank you. To me, it's very flattering. I don't know why, but to me, that's very cool. <laughs> oh, it's very cool, yes. I, I think that's amazing. Um, that's so cool. And so you were a horse rider, huh? I am. I, I I grew up with horses, and I've I've got two now still. Oh, nice. Okay. I that's, that's what are the names? I've got Jack and Einstein. Ah, oh, I love it. I yep. love it. That's cool. They're exactly Mike. what you think. Jack is useless, and Einstein is smarter than I am. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> do you have a dog? Um, I I have. I've always had dogs. It's actually the first in my life I do not have one. But the horses are are pretty easy to have a friend come over and help when I'm not home. Oh yeah. The dog yeah. got incredible, you know, separation anxiety all the time when I was just never home and it was really hard. So uh, first time in my life, not having a dog and it's incredibly weird. Yeah. Well, I understand the separation anxiety. I have a lab mm -hmm. and he's a, uh, I can't, 
I can't. They go are anywhere. the best and the worst. Oh man. <laughs> mm. And uh, it's, there's a reason dog is uh, spelled backwards as God. That's your butt. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, no matter what, he's gonna love me. I mean, he's just, he just, man, it's just a really cool. Yeah. Really cool experience. Every time I know that he's loving on me and just welcoming, welcoming me when I come home, and I love it. Um, yeah, just you know, I'm just giving you my philosophical. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm right here with you. I totally I, agree. I know you are. I can tell. I, I feel it. Um, well, here's here's a cool question. Um, so when you go when you tour, um, how do you? as a as an independent artist and just you know blazing your own trail is it hard to keep uh to keep i mean how's that how's that work in uh in your world like is it uh is it hard to maintain a a healthy balance of living while you're really <laughs> pushing like you're you're probably busting your ass out there right now and you it's know it's incredibly it's incredibly hard um just the pursuit of the business you know it's mm. incredibly hard um I mean, being a rock star, easy peasy. Yeah, and yeah. Balancing personal life and being a rock star, you can't do it. Like, it's just, it's all going to bleed together. It's going to be what it is. Mm -hmm. you put your boots on, get up, go. Like, I don't work a nine to five. I have nothing right. to complain about. Let's go. Um, but as far as being an independent artist on the road, every single thing comes out of my pocket. And it's mm. so hard. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly hard to, to make money back in the sense of creating for the future. And I don't right. know that that's something that... Um, is really understood and we have this conversation a lot in this town it's not something that's supposed to be understood you know music is supposed yeah. to be sacred for a listener you don't need to know what it cost me to make this song mm. you know what i mean you don't mm -hmm. need to know what i need from you you don't need to know any of that stuff music is special and sacred and it saves lives and you're not mm. supposed to know that but for the sake of having the conversation about a business it is so expensive to make a song and it is so hard to receive any money back from a song yeah it's, I uh, don't know that listeners understand that with streaming mm -hmm. services these days, that uh, we are not any money off of yeah. music anymore where we used to. And when you talk about those songwriters having larger houses than the artists, huh. there was a time in town also when the songwriters were really taken care of and they were making money and they were having the houses and they were having mm -hmm. that. And that's not what's happening right now. Nobody in this town is making money off of music. Man. We're making money off of sponsorships and product placements and ticket sales and merch right. sales. You know what I mean? So there is money to be made. Mm. But... Um, when you talk about an independent artist in town trying to tour full time and make music full time, mm. it is incredibly challenging. But oh, um, I would never do literally anything else, and I will find yeah. a way to make it work. Yeah, you eat, breathe, and sleep it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's that's so cool. Um, so with throwback, the throwback podcast, our focus is uh, on you know throwing it back. You know, I want to always honor the. Uh, the women and men and, and, and show them so much love and admiration. I, I just, I, I am so passionate about, and I know that, I mean, this is the truth and, uh, I'm so passionate about the, the people that I grew up on, you know? Mm -hmm. And so who are your biggest musical influences or, or do you have influences from that, that those decades or are they from rock and roll or, pop and or you, you, know, my, you already uh, said like a few but yeah my i think probably one of my largest influences when it comes to um everything that i do is 
I don't find that it would come off vocally at all by any means, or even performance-wise. I couldn't be more different than this artist, but I just think Michael Jackson is literally mm. one of the coolest things that ever happened on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, I think that his vocal style and his technique and his bravery when it came to doing something different was incredibly cool. I think Mm -hmm. most of the artists that I lean to did something incredibly different for their time and for their placement. And I think that that, again, is kind of what feeds into me maybe trying to be a part of that big outlaw country and just a part of something that is, you are going to take me or you are not, but I will Mm -hmm. not do do anything to fit into your box. And I think artists like that, that did that were incredible. Um, Cher was a big one for me as well. Um, and representing, you know, both that native heritage and what she was and, and implementing that in her music in a way that, again, like we talked about earlier, conversations that would not normally be been had, you know? And I think mm. another artist that did that incredibly well for who she was, was Reba. I think Reba talked about a lot of things as well as a woman that were not being talked about. Um, I think that actually most females in music, especially country music had to do that because again, the conversations would have never been started. Oh um, yeah. But the Dixie chicks, I mean, the first song I learned on guitar was traveling soldier. Ah. So in honor Sweet. of what they were then and the chicks as they are now, mm-hmm. um, huge fan, mm. huge fan. But I, I, I do, I love that. I love that era of country music when it comes to the nineties. And then dad was always a huge kiss queen seal, Kansas guy. He loved that. I don't even know what that genre is because I don't know that I would put it in rock, but, but I guess it is. Yeah. But um, huge, huge fan of of that. We used to watch a lot of live Queen footage um, mm. at the house, which was always very, very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that's that. That is awesome. I uh, um, I love that you uh you have you, you you. I love what you said about Michael. You know, it's just uh, it's like he uh, uh, you know, did you ever watch after he passed away? Did you watch the uh, This Is It? the final yes the movie i did yeah. because i will never forget that female guitar player she's incredible that was just the coolest thing on the planet oh yeah yeah and uh you know she was with him for years yeah she's yeah that was his uh she was she was a cool cat i mean she yeah. was that big hair and um yeah that's that's cool but he uh even on that documentary he's so detailed i mean he would stop a song and he could hear like uh you know that little baseline you that little riff can you do the dun, 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 instead of dun, dun, and he's like he just insane in, yeah like his the way his his mind was working even yeah. at that point because so, i can listen to you know we we treat we treat this artistry a lot like like athletes and that mm-hmm. can sound silly sometimes i'm sure but we record you know audio or visually we record every show and then i go back and i watch it oh wow um, like you would watch tape or anything else yeah um not every single one, but especially the big ones, especially mm-hmm. ones where we have a new stage we'd never used for the first time as far as even like a stage setup and like how we're placed and how I used it. Um, if we get a stage with a catwalk, you bet your butt we're going to watch the footage because you got to make sure that like you're using it appropriately and you look right. cool you're not just standing there when you have access to like all those things. So all of that to say, I can flatter myself on on that critiqueness, you know, and being able to watch those and be like, okay, Cameron, mm-hmm. which is my guitar player, like we did this during this song when maybe it needs to fit a little bit more like this, but right. Michael being able to actively do it, I think was absolutely insane. I've gotten to see Cody Johnson walk around his sound check as well and, and pick out things like that that are happening. Oh, really? that, that is an artistry and a technique mm-hmm. and, a, and honestly just a genuine care for what mm-hmm. you're doing. I think that's mm-hmm. incredibly cool. Are you able to, uh, so you, uh, I mean, I can only imagine how you incorporate those nuggets of, uh, of wisdom that you are 
watching someone else do and how you are planning on and already do incorporate that mm -hmm. with your team. Yeah, we, we try really, really hard to do it. Um, again, I always try to learn, especially mm -hmm. from people that I'm a fan of. Yeah. And so Allie Colleen, our shorthand is Alco. Everything we do is Alco. My signature is Alco. All my stuff's Alco. Mm -hmm. And that is literally because of Cody Johnson, because he's Kojo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's Kojo from the get-go. And I was like, that's what I want. I want a yeah. shorthand. I want to do that. And so um, there's a I lot of stuff that, that I just watch as a fan. And I will say, I don't notice it with everybody. You've got you've to sell me as a fan first. Mm -hmm. And then it bleeds into my artistry. And I come mm -hmm. and I watch what you do and I notice what you do. But I'm really not, I'm not going to lie, I'm not that meticulous about things. I like to enjoy right. music as a oh, fan. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. And That's just a... like just like how, you know, a lot of athletes don't go to football games anymore, you know, because they know what it's like. They know what's going on. They know the smoke and mirrors. They oh, know yeah. So it's very similar to us, you know, going mm -hmm. to shows is incredibly hard, mm -hmm. but um, I don't think I'll ever lose being a fan. And so when yeah. I'm a fan artist, that's when I start to pick up that stuff. And I am a huge Cody Johnson fan. That's awesome. Kojo <laughs> Nation. Kojo. Uh, did you watch the awards last night? Yes. Did you see Tanya Tucker? I did. Oh, it was awesome. Tanya was rad. Lainey's performance blew my mind. I even oh, said yeah. to myself as she was performing, I said, if the only woman who used pyro in this whole thing doesn't get entertainer of the year, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, you, <laughs> like, you, you so called odd. it. And it was, so I did. And it was a lot of hopes. I really thought Morgan was going to get it because of all of the radio yeah. success that he's received this year. I mean, he's yeah. toured a lot, but as far as like what last night did and all those things, I really thought Morgan was going to have it. Um, but for too. Lainey to get it, I sat here like a little Incredible. kid and just, Pride, because it's like if because when Carrie did it, it was like that's an icon. Like Carrie's right. been doing this for forever. Yeah. Of course he's gonna get it. Yeah. But to see Lainey Wilson do it, who has literally just emerged in the last couple of years as far yeah. as commercially, she's been yeah. working her tail off here yeah. for forever. But to see someone who just commercially kind of did her thing to mm -hmm. win something that females have never even really been oh, considered yeah. it's for, uh, exactly. blew my mind. Little Allie lost her mind last night for sure. Uh yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um. That's off to her. She is. She's. She's cool. She's cool, yeah. and she's a. Uh, I like her uh, traditional um, vocal stylings that she incorporates in a lot of her songs. Um, she's now, very cool. As we uh, start to wind down, Allie, I have a couple of questions. So, do you have a go? What's your go-to playlist right now? What's what one? Do you have a go-to? Uh, do you have a go-to song or are you kind of digging anyone right now? New or I am a fan of my friends. My friends oh, are so talented. Um, my friends yeah. are so talented. So I mean, Carter Winner, Taylor Acorn, Matt Wynn, um, Lane Rose, my little brother. He works his butt off. Um, just absolutely killing it. So I am a fan of my friends in this that. town. You know, and that's a very cool thing to get to oh, say. Oh, that's so cool. That's good. Who uh who did you say something win? Matt Win. He just got a Reba cut. His name sounds so familiar. Matt Win. He's incredible. We he just finished a song with me that um is is very very quickly if not already becoming my favorite song I've ever got to be a part of. It's called Oklahoma Mountains, mm. and it's just about just about me. And it's just about if you know they say there ain't no mountains in Oklahoma, so why I've always had to climb. And it's just Ooh. this really cool song just about the, the struggles that I've had as an individual and also always pays homage to, you know, where I come from in Oklahoma and that love kind of it. thing. So big mm. Matt Wynn. He's, he's awesome. And as an artist, he's incredibly mm. talented. That's all I love. I love that you're a fan. Who you said you're a fan of? Your friends. Um, yes. What is the most memorable moment you've had so far in your 
wonderful young career. You know, I've got oh, a lot, but we're going to to go back to Jody Messina. Um, there's a, a festival in Ohio called Blame My Roots mm. Fest. And uh, when it was scheduled for 2020, I was on the same uh, night as Jody Messina and I lost my mind and I was oh, so man. excited. And then everyone lost everything yeah. in 2020. And so when it was rescheduled for 2021, um, she was the night oh, before no. me and I was the night after. So I was like, cool, I can still go early, watch her set, rock on, won't really share a stage with Jody that day, but like, yeah. let's go. And so that's what we did. Um, I got a bus for the first time, Ooh. paid for out of pocket, lost all my money. It was amazing because it was my birthday. So I did it and we went and we had a blast. And that night before, as I'm watching, you know, the shows and everything, you know, of course, Beverly had it all planned out, had it all ready to go. I got to sing with Jody oh, Messina that no night. Way. And so I got, be, I got to be a no. part of her set. And not only did I get to sing, but she gave me I'm All Right, the one song I asked for. And I said, Jody, no. I'm going to be honest. I came here just like the 20,000 people out there came here to hear you sing this song. Like, I don't want to say, I want you to sing it. And she goes, well, I'm not going to. So oh, too man. bad. And I got to sing it. And she stayed on stage with me the whole time and danced around with me and sang it. And there has never been a cooler freaking moment oh, in my life. And I don't know man, if there that's... will be. But um, having Jody Messina so cool. see me and make it a point to, to make my day special and to, to also recognize me for the entire 20,000 people that were going to come back mm. the next day, mm. you know, as yeah. a festival, and watch my own set, that was incredibly cool. So not only was that amazing, but the next day doing my own set, seeing all of these people be like, dude, we saw you play with Jody last night and we could not wait to see like what you do. It was uh, the coolest thing I saw on the her maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago. She was up here in Hawassi at the... She's uh, so kind. She had everybody in that uh, music hall in the palm of her hand from start to finish. And I'll be honest. I'll be so honest. When Heads Carolina um, came out with, is it Dylan? Uh, is it is it Dylan who does it? Uh, Cole Swindell. I'm not right, but and I hate that I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Thank you so much. Respect, Cole. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, when he came out with it, there was a part of me that was like, man, this is so cool, but screw this. Like, <laughs> There's so many kids hearing this song for the first time uh, they don't even know about it. And I did not expect it to launch into a relaunch of Jody Messina's Heads Carolina. Man. You know what I mean? And a relaunch yeah. of a tour and a relaunch of screaming. I was then like, I'm going to shut oh, my mouth, Cole. Thank you. I can't I'm telling you for doing what it's, you uh, did. Like, I thought amazing. it was genius. And getting to see Luke do that now with Tracy Chapman. Oh, like the yeah. coolest thing on the planet. You know, like to have it trickle back to the original artist. Oh, so freaking and cool. Luke also did it with uh shenandoah because because last week they had a number one uh with two dozen roses <sighs> that's at you're yeah, absolutely I saw right something about that yeah absolutely right um i forgot about that yeah and really so cool. that's really cool because I, I i don't know that in the past covers have really translated back right. to the original yep. artist you yep. know what i mean and and now i think it's it's absolutely incredible that they're being recognized for awards oh, yeah. you know and tracy you know, mm. songwriter of the year and those kind of things like, I mean, you know she did not expect that. I mean, that's like hit her out of left field, which is awesome, you know? The only solo female writer, you know, within her culture to to mm. be able to to receive a number one for that oh. long. Like, absolutely incredible. And should have been recognized at the time, oh, yeah. too, you know? Yep. So I just think, I don't think there's anything oh, cooler I, than that. I, hey, I am a huge fan of female artists. And I was talking to, um, I, I say I was talking to them. It's been five years. Uh, I think it was Billy Dean. And I was like, uh, I was like, Billy, uh, you know, cause we're, you know, first name basis. And I was like, uh, you know, Billy, uh, women in the nineties, they, 
they exploded and it was I, I feel like that was one of the i mean it's like they ever yeah away that. i they mean really platinum records left and right and just uh your patty loveless your Susie bogus your Lori morgans you know I mean, I, I, it's I, I agree and uh it's um i have turned uh my buddy matt who uh is working with us on to uh well You've listened to more Winona and the Judds than you ever have in your life here recently, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have no shame in my game. That's my. If, when people ask me who my favorite uh, female artist is of all time in country, I say uh, Winona Judd, and then maybe probably Patty Loveless is a close second. So, yeah. Very cool. Good choice. Thank you. Thank Good you. choices. Um. Well, Allie. This has been so much fun. I feel like we've just had just the coolest conversations, you know? Um, no, yeah. it's been awesome. Thank you yes, very I, much. Um, I, I have I had just had a blast. And I, that's one thing I, I like. I, you know, I told Bev this. Um, I want everyone to feel like it's just a conversation, you know, between two buddies and two friends. And uh, so hopefully the, the listeners will, they'll, they'll, well, they'll see it now because it's not a uh, audio only. I got, yeah, I got to make sure I look good for every show now. And, uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, we have such a really cool treat today and you are going to play a song for us. And I am. Oh, I'm so to excited to, to, to hear this. This is going to be a uh, killer, killer, killer. So we, um, you know, we, we talked about, <clears throat> you know, narratives and, and, and something to say and all those things. And, you know, it's funny, we've, we've really been focused this year too on, on really honing in on that sound sonically of, of not even just like pigeoning ourselves into outlaw country, but just mm -hmm. there's nothing I love performing more than like the grit mm -hmm. and the tough stuff and everything we've gotten. And this song is always brought up in conversation because it's the total opposite of that. And everyone is like, Oh, this is where you get to show like your sweet side and you're all those things. And I just think there's been a massive confusion in that. That is not at all right. <laughs> what we're trying to do here. This song sounds sweet and it is sweet and it's incredibly kind. But if this doesn't speak to the kind of woman that I am and want to be and would love to, you know, blaze a trail as this is what it is. And so this is how I would ask a man to marry me because oh, wow. I am in, I am absolutely enthralled with the pursuits that men have for women. I think it's absolutely brave. I think it's absolutely incredible. And I don't think it's given enough credit with that said, I have nieces and nephews and other than happiness and health, the one thing in life that I want mm -hmm. for them more than anything is go get mm. what you want. Mm -hmm. Go get what you want. I don't care what it is and do not explain yes. yourself to anybody. Go get what you want. And so um, if I'm ever lucky enough to to meet somebody that I want to spend the yeah. rest of my life with, I want to go get what I want. And so this mm. is how I would do it. So this song is out. You can listen to it everywhere. Um, it's called Honest Man. And uh, Brett, uh, thank you again. You, you, just, for, you sold me on it by just describing what you just said. I'm already. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to go buy a download a hundred of them. You know. Please do. Please do, y'all. This is Honest Man. I hope you like it. And ladies, if you need some encouragement. To make your boyfriend something more, I got you, babe. This is it. Okay, just play it for him. It'll be fine. I never met someone like you.
I wrote that with um, my really, really good friend, Kate mm. Hastings. She's an artist in her own. Oh, that's Hastings. cool. And then Lance Carpenter, also a phenomenal artist of his own, and a, a gentleman named Big Benny um, that used to be a part of the trailer choir. And um, <clears throat> it was really, really cool because Kate and I sat and talked a lot. And then the boy's job was to be there and say, do you still do you still feel big and strong? Like, if this is what she's saying, do you still feel big and strong and, like, masculine and all? And are you still going to say yes? And they were like, mm. yes. And so we all four spent kind of all day really talking about it and uh, trying to figure it out. And it was uh, an idea that I'd had for probably about a year or oh, so. Wow. I just didn't, wasn't sure who to do and wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure that I knew how the hook was going to land before I pitched it mm, in a right, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And so worked really hard on that and uh, and so, so proud of it. You so I love be. that song, That's, you guys. Uh, you can check it out mm, there. I, I love the acoustic, just the, I love that version because, you know, it's Thank the, you. oh man, that's so good. Um, well. Allie, this has been so much fun. Been a pleasure, and, uh, man. Thank you. It's been so cool. Um, what's uh? Here's here. Okay, oh, here's the here's the last question. I popped this on Lori Morgan, and uh, it was uh, <laughs> she. It caught her off guard, but she loved the question. Um, and I, it's so hard, but you know, if you who the first four, but do you have a uh, a Mount Rushmore of music in general? You don't have to be country or or just or country music. I don't know. Just uh, who do you have a Mount Rushmore? Just like my like my person, like my or, my yeah. thing, or like something. Yeah, you, you know who who's your uh, four that you would put on Mount Rushmore that uh are, are just the uh who you would think say is a you okay. know yeah yeah 
Uh, Ashley mm. McBride, for sure. Love it. I think Michael yeah, Jackson yeah, would go yeah. on it. I really, I think Michael Jackson would go on it. Um, just for sake of not missing an opportunity, I would go oh, on of it. Of course, I mean, it's, yeah. It bet your butt. Mm-hmm. Bet your butt. And then, um, I'm going to have to go. Mm. See. With Celine. Celine. I'm going to have to go with Celine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever covered some Celine? Uh, in my shower every day of my life. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think, uh, Absolutely. I think someone should cover just a, just acoustic, uh, What's that song of when you want it the most? Yeah, that'd yes. be cool uh, to hear that just uh, acoustic, I think. I love I love her stuff. I'm Alive, like that entire album has just been something I've been jamming oh, that's to awesome. since I was a kid. But um, I think Goodbye's the Saddest Word is absolutely horrifically sad and wonderful and mm. just, it makes me cry. Just the mama you song. Seen her so love? good. Um, I oh, did. Wow. I got to I got to see her in, mm. at Caesar's Palace when she yeah. did the residency there, and she did. My heart will go on and Beauty and the Beast, and I cried like an absolute that's baby. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so cool. Um, well, everybody, you will see all of the links in the show notes uh, wherever you're listening or watching from. It'll be in YouTube show notes and on all the podcast platforms. And uh, is it, we'll put all the links for her music, uh, the website, the socials. Man, you've got a you've really built your social media following, Allie. I've oh, worked man. so hard, and it's just crawling so slowly. But we're getting mm. there. We're getting my year for my goal for this year was literally to double my Instagram following, and I will be honestly honored if I get an additional ten thousand wow. this year. I've just I've barely bounced past fifty, but I'm sitting at fifty-seven right now. Mm-hmm. I started at fifty at the beginning of the year. I'm so frustrated about it, but oh, I worked man, my that's... butt off, and we're 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 totally creeping up there, you guys. So yes. give me a follow. Oh yes, uh, I, I, they will, and uh, I can't wait till. Uh, like I said, we're going to post all that. Uh, I want to. I believe in you. I've listened to some of your songs at the past, like I said over the past week. Me and Matt, uh, we built a fire, uh, and we just <laughs> we had some uh, some adult beverages just and dove, uh, it. dove into some alley, and it was just um, good. And we dove into some Neil McCoy too because Neil is coming on the show. So good we had choice. To, uh, listen to some good Neil, choice. but uh, Allie, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, we get to uh, see you soon uh, perform. And uh, if y'all want to go watch her live, I bet your 2024 dates will be uh, they'll be coming out pretty soon. Yep, they will. They'll be posted yep. very soon. We've got some really big exciting ones. Neil McCoy was the headlining artist of my night at Blame It On My Roots oh, Fest wow. with Jody Messina. So he's a part of that memory Man. for me as well. So very. very excited for he's you to have an entertainer thank you very much for your time yes he is and a very kind uh, soul so thank you for uh thank you for giving me some space on the throwback uh, platform as well anytime thank, thank you, you very Ellie. much i'll see you soon